hello hello yeah so here I wanted to um, I'm walking muffin and I'm trying to not get my hands eaten up by her because she she jumps up and then she bites me <sighs> this is one dangerous ferocious dog so I was watching the other day it's called white tiger on Netflix so it's a movie uh, shot in India not sure if it's based on the true story, but it sure does tell you about the rags to riches story, at least the struggles of really, really poor people in India. I don't know if you've been to India. I've been to India. I can tell you this is what it looks like in India. It's um, super appalling poverty against the super rich. You know, the huge, huge in-your-face difference between the super rich versus the mega poor. And they're so poor, they're like, the, the movie really does a really good job in portraying men or people and children in those really poor societies are almost treated like animals. There was one very poignant scene where, um, you know, the, uh, how to say the the bosses of this guy uh, he was the chauffeur the driver said you should brush your teeth your teeth is all beetle stain so beetle nut is this nut um, it's like a narcotics nut you know um, a beetle nut the seed that you chew and then your teeth become red and the Burmese do that the Indonesians do that the Taiwanese do that the Indians do that it's a really bad habit but it's narcotics so it, it keeps you energi energized you know but it's really bad for your teeth and he was like brushing teeth he didn't even have a toothbrush or a toothpaste and it really struck me because I remember also um, I went back to Burma, which is called Myanmar today, and I went back to Burma when I was uh, 17, and I was, grow, I grew up in Singapore, right, so I really don't know what poverty is in Singapore, and going to Mandalay, uh, which is the ancient capital of Burma, and my mom's uh, relatives, had this house which to me looked like super mega old like from you know World War One era you know it's like untouched going to Burma is like walking through a time capsule and I was completely fascinated by life in Burma and that will be a separate podcast but just to say that I was so involved in the day-to-day -day life going with my aunt to the market the fresh market and doing the groceries with her and just seeing all the sights and sounds of the life in Burma and, you know and they had <clears throat> servant children who work with them and these children are like uh, distant cousins let's say and they were poor but not as appallingly poor like in India but they were poor um, and I, I was this like 17 year old or 18 year old I can't my 17 year old teenager right and I go and I offer to carry the, the, the bags and stuff for my, my aunt who is uh, 85 year old or 90 but behaving like a, you know, a 65 year old. She's so dynamic. And she's like, no, 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 you don't carry it. Let her carry it. And this little girl who was the servant child was like mm, maybe 10 years old but she's so malnourished. She looks like she's almost five only. And they literally, um, 
the 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 child, the grandchild of Auntie Down, who is my kind of aunt, um, just gave the bags to this ten-year-old girl who looks like a five-year-old to carry everything, and I was to me it was completely unethical, right? So because I I never knew what poverty is, so I'm like, no, 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 don't let that little kid carry it. And so I was carrying everything, and so they were looking at me really perplexed because they were like. The way they segregate it, and this is where the caste system comes in. In India, it's a formalized caste system. In Burma, it's an informalized caste system. It's the servant. You know what I mean? And they're like, that's her duty is to carry stuff. And the way they treat her so separately, with not the same rights as as us, was. A bit of a shock. I took I, I, it took back from me, but I refused to let that happen. So I, I, I insisted on carrying the bags. Um, and this is the first time I see all that, right? And and when we got home and stuff, and I was really a big proponent of brushing the teeth. So then I was like brushing teeth, and then I asked my little、um, cousin, who is Like twelve said, you should brush your teeth, and so she got her toothbrush out. She started brushing her teeth. Then I I look for that five-year-old servant girl. I said, why are you not brushing your teeth? And she goes,、hmm. and so I realized she didn't have a toothbrush. And so because I was like this super、um, exotic, you know, foreign uh, uh, visitor, like. Niece from Singapore, very high flying and whatever. They were like, "Oh, quick, quick, quick! Give her a toothbrush! Give her a toothbrush!" And so that little servant girl, because of me, got a brand new toothbrush, still packaged, you know. And she, I think that was the happiest grin and smile I've ever seen in that little girl's face, is to have this toothbrush, which she had never seen it before. Um, and in Burma, how people normally brush their teeth is with the neem branch. So they have branches, which is the neem. Actually, it's even better than toothpaste, really. And they would use that, and they'll brush their teeth. So with herbal things. So that scene of, you know, in the White Tiger when、uh, he was brushing the teeth for the first time and looking at himself in the mirror was like. I'm trying to start to look more like a human and not like an animal. It really struck home. You know, it's like this is how、uh, people in very impoverished countries think they're not treated like a human, and they stay stuck in that bird coop. You know, it's like they stay prisoner and caged. Even then, they think that you know they will never betray their masters or never try and. You know, try and seek freedom because in their mind they feel like they're an inferior class, inferior caste. You know, like they don't deserve it,、um, and they're unworthy, right? And that's something that we really must abolish. And this is why I I kind of make that link with the human rights movement because every single human, regardless of your color, regardless of your caste, regardless of your country. We're all human beings, flesh and blood, and we all have a story to tell, and we're all beautiful in our own way. But it's this very sick society that wants to take control and power and power over others. That is all so wicked, so evil, you know.
and being to Burma, those trips that I made was one of the best holiday trips ever because I got to see poverty. I got to see how people were living and yet how happy they were. I was making friends with all the food sellers. You know, we were traveling with my mom and with her her monks. <laughs> Um, and we'll go up country and we get to go to all these remote villages and I'll make friends with all the village peddlers. You know, they're like, they're really young girls, like 12, 13 year olds selling food and I'll make friends with them and then I'll apply Tanaka on their face and they'll apply Tanaka, which is some kind of like a natural makeup on my face and we'll be friends and we had lots of fun and smiling and laughing and people are so simple. And and they feel like, oh, my God, you're talking to me. You know, it's like you're interested in me. And I'm like, hell, yeah. Um, and that's the beauty. I really so, so, so wish to, I don't know, I'm not like 40s, but really in my 50s or 60s to do more work with uh, poor developing countries, especially for children and in their societies to educate them, train them, teach them, be with them. Because it's so fulfilling, you know, to to make an impact in just one life. Because I can tell you, it's just appalling what's happening in Burma. Like, the military government would put children, 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 right? Like five, six, seven-year-old boys, the poor things, working under the hot 35, 40-degree sun, paving roads and cement on the roads. They're not as cool, obviously, but they are volunteered. Every single household must volunteer a male member of the household to do public service like that, like building roads. And the rich families would just give money. So the poor families end up donating or giving up their little boys and, you know, to, to build roads. And it's sick to watch that. It's like... It's heart-wrenching. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the human heart and the human connection and love is really the strongest, 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 strongest factor. And I know that I'm kind of innocent and naive in that way because I never grew up in a poor country and I've never been corrupted in that sense. And I hope that I remain pure like that because I really sincerely have a wish that all our children in in the world, especially from impoverished, you know, third world country kids, uh, children would have equal access to education, uh, equal access to, yeah, to school, uh, to jobs um, for for boys as well as for girls, especially girls, you know, and not to be humiliated, um, uh, to, to work as servants, and then what is even worse is prostitution. It's, that's the worst, most sickest of the sick trade ever is prostitution and sex trade. And there's so much of that in Thailand, so much of that in Indonesia, in Vietnam, in Cambodia, in Burma, you know, children, little girls. Um, trying to make ends meet or they see, you know, the rich lifestyle, they want to have a bit of that and all their parents are too poor and put them into, yeah, the sex trade. Fuck that, man. It's like, you know, and you see all these 
it's really appalling for me. It's like to go to Thailand and you go to Bangkok and you see these little girls. They're so skinny. They're almost underdeveloped. They're not even puberty yet. And you have these white guys, sailors, or like they're super obese and, you know, they're like sleazy and disgusting. And they have one or two girls with them who are super skinny, malnourished, um, dressed up so skimply. Oh, it's heart-wrenching. I'm not judging. You know, in a sense, I'm not judging. I, I try not to judge. It's who am I to judge? But just to see that, you know, you see that, wow, you know, we got a long way to go to make social progress here. Um, and education is, is the way to get uh, to save the children from sex trade, from all that, to give them that opportunity to to be an office worker or to have a trade or a skill like to do massage. That's why in Thailand also, you know, talking to all the the ladies who are doing the foot massage, and they tell me they go, you know, ma'am, I'm so happy to do foot massage because at least I can earn a living and I don't have to be a prostitute, you know, and that's that's heartbreaking to hear um yeah so i just made this podcast really because i i truly totally super love kids i love my own kids and i see how privileged they are and i'm so happy today i came i went to get my eva and she said to me you know mom at school i learned today that one seventh of the world's population are are extremely impoverished and she even came up with a stat. She said they have only the family income of 700 U.S. dollars for the whole year. And I'm like, that's totally believable, you know. She kind of had this idea of, oh, my God, how privileged I am. So she's starting to see that. And that's, that's really good as well. Um, she's learning so much in this, in this school of hers, in secondary school, um, so much and I'm so grateful like she sees that and she learns this yeah so I don't know I hope it's my deep deep desire that I would be able to to I love training and I'm already a trainer but I'd love to do training for yeah children in poor impoverished countries third world countries and yeah do sabbaticals go work there help them build villages, uh, teach them English, finance, whatever, change management. <laughs> um, <clears throat> very important skills, right? So, and especially confidence, you know, especially confidence and um, awareness and mindfulness because we need to, to overcome these internal barriers right so that's why that's my wish let's see let's see i hope the, i manifest this that the universe will grant this for me um and for whoever is listening you know please i'm sure you have a beautiful heart and let's just have this beautiful wish that we can make a prayer in our minds for all children in this beautiful planet um, to be safe from harm, from bad people, from thugs, from rapists, from bullies, from politicians, evil politicians, and they will have 
access to good education, schooling, literacy, so that they have opportunities to, to prosper in life, to have a family, to support themselves, and to break out of this vicious cycle of poverty. And I hope this wish comes true. And with that, <clears throat> um, I wish uh, all of you a beautiful, blessed day. And be in joy, light, and lots of love from Ken Muffin. We're walking home now, so toodaloo.